Hello, welcome back to 1874, the podcast that brings you the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. Now, we've got to do a bit of a disappointing one this week. Obviously, most people, most Villa fans will know what's happened with, with Jack Grealish over the weekend and it saddens me that, that we have to go through it, but unfortunately we do. I'm joined as ever by Greg, Greg Evans. You you, you put an article out this morning, Greg. It's, it's uh, Tuesday today. You had, you had your article go out. Not a great one to write, is it? No, not really. Dis- disappointing to be writing about that, to be honest. Um, a couple of you know stressful long days as well for myself. Really, just trying to piece things together uh, and just make sure you know, as as every other media organisation was trying, just that we get all the facts correct. Um, yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, yeah, a, a long couple of days, and um, the, the one the one positive to come out of it, I think, really was <clears throat> was Jack was Jack's. Uh, Apology, really, at, at the at the end of uh, Monday Monday evening. So, um, you know, although although he didn't actually say I'm sorry, I, I think we all kind of knew what he meant. You know, he, yeah, he, he, cl- he clearly it was it was an it was an apology meant. You know, and uh, I think that was the the best thing to do. Yeah, let's let's play that apology out now. So, in case anyone hasn't heard it, let's just play Jack Grealish's apology that was released on his social medias on Monday night. Hi, everybody. Um, I just want to do a quick video message just to say how deeply embarrassed I am by about what has happened this weekend. Um, I know it's a tough time for everyone at the moment, been locked indoors for so long and I obviously just got a call off a friend um, asking to go around to his uh, and I stupidly agreed to do so. Um, I don't want anyone to make the same mistake that I did so I obviously urge everyone to stay at home and, and follow the rules and the guidelines of what we've been asked to do um, I know for a fact that I'll be doing that in the near future now and obviously like I said I urge everyone to do the same um, I hope everyone can accept my apology and uh, we can move on from this and hopefully obviously in the near future we can all be out enjoying ourselves again um, once this is all um, boiled over so cheers guys and thank you first off I think it's important to say that we cannot and we will not be discussing anything other than facts on this podcast I think it's really easy to get caught up in all the speculation and that's not really what the athletics about it's not really what Greg or myself are about either but what we can talk about is that Jack has made a huge huge error of judgement and it's been a really disappointing episode now I've got a lot of love for Jack a lot of love for his family as well he's a family man he has got a heart of gold but knowing that he's let his family down and the Villa fan base down as well I think that would genuinely genuinely hurt him so I'm not here to hammer him I'm sure you're not as well Greg he's, he's a genuinely good person that's made a huge mistake he talks in his video about being embarrassed and he absolutely should be what's your overall take Greg? Yeah, it's a, it's a very stupid mistake and just one that, you know, he must learn from this time. Um, he, he, Jack, Jack Grealish has knuckled down and worked so hard for a good few seasons now and, you know, he's almost he'd almost shaken off that sort of party yeah. boy image that, that, you know, that the pressure press had portrayed him as. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it's just an incident that he, you know, will be looking back on now with a bit of, with a lot of disappointment and embarrassment, really. He will be... It, it will hurt him this you know he, it's a very lonely place when everyone's ganging up on you and let's be honest they all are at the moment yeah. <clears throat> and you know the, the fact that the whole country's in in isolation the fact that he'll be at home now and I mean yeah you know it's it's, it's, it's laughable in some respects but you know he will actually be at home and staying there um, and seeing all this and hearing his name being, being dragged through the mud and, 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 it, and it will hurt him 
Um, it, from my point of view, it's, it's really disappointing because I probably know Jack better than any other journalist out there. You know, I've I've, sure. I've, I've obviously covered the you know Aston Villa for for um, for a decade almost, and I remember interviewing him back in 2014 when he when he signed his first big contract, and he he was only 18, I think, at the time, 18 or you know, almost 19, and I've, I've watched him develop from this young boy into a man, and you know, I know he's a decent human being. Everyone in the country knows what he did was wrong, and and it's a blot in his copy, but make no make no doubts about it. Um, but this error, this you know, this this mistake, it, it doesn't make him a bad person. That there are, there are countless acts of kindness, you know, that 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 really make him quite a, lo- a likable lad. And you know, as I say, I know him on a personal level. I can't claim to be close to him or a friend, but you know, I know him from covering Villa over these years, ever since his breakthrough. And it frustrates me to see his name, um, you know, being dragged through the mud like this because I know there's just so much more to him. I- I'm I'm angry at him in a way because yeah. I just I just I just know that. Um, He'll know that he should have done, you know, should 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 have done better. But look, you know, the, the key for him now is to um, is to learn from this. And you know, if he does, then he's still got the world at his feet. Let's not. This error isn't going to make him a bad player. It's just going to tarnish his reputation a little bit. Um, and it's just how he recovers from this now. Yeah, there's been a lot of hate, obviously, on social media, as, as you'd expect. It can be a toxic place at the best of times, let alone when you've done something wrong like he has. There's a lot of people harking back to his his previous episodes when he, when he was young and passed out in the, in the street on holiday. He obviously had the nitrous oxide stuff as well, which they're, they're, in my eyes, they're, they're misdemeanors, aren't they? They're not, they're not anything major. This is, is a major mistake in the circumstances that the country is in. And as much as we're saying he's a great person and and he is, we're not defending what he's done. He, he's made a huge error. But what would you make of people going back to those previous things and saying, oh, he's he's obviously bad because of the stuff he's done before? To, to me, there's no correlation for those events at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't think so. I think that the, the previous events, the previous yeah, the previous events are, are a young lad, you know, developing as a, as a as a person into a man. Um, and look, you know, I've been on lads' holidays, and I think so have you, Dan. Yeah, yeah sure. we we, we uh, <laughs> and, I've, and, and, and I've been in in similar state. Maybe, maybe not completely passed out on the floor, but you know, I've been in, I've been in, enjoying myself on lads' holidays as well. Yeah. So you know, I, I can totally understand what it was like for him back then as a teenager. I think. I think looking. I think to to compare the two now is it's difficult, isn't it? Because like you know, if you don't know the character well enough, then you just think, oh, this is another Jack Epi- uh, Jack Grealish episode. Another, you know, he hasn't learnt from his, his mistakes of the past. Um, but th- this mistake that he's made this weekend is a really disappointing one because of the, the situation the country's in. You know, we're all on lockdown. We're all finding it difficult. We'd all like yeah. to go out. Um, and uh, you know, just he, he just should have known better. But the fact that he's come out and apologised for that, he knows that now. So you know, it's it's about moving on now and and deciding, you know, how he how he sort of redeems himself and how he makes himself, um, you know, get over this incident. I mean, the thing that's not worse in his favour at all either is the fact that he, he he's done this so soon after recording that NHS message on his social media, he's urging people to stay in, and then he's then gone out himself at, hours later. It's it's not a good look. No, it's it, the the message that was on his Twitter account obviously came from a wider NHS campaign. You know, there were plenty of other sports stars that were throwing their support behind the NHS and, and the hard work that they're doing right now, and 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 that's great. But 
when you when you post a video like that or a message like that, you, you know you are expected to sort of practice what you preach. And yeah. unfortunately, he, he hasn't done that. You know, he's he's gone completely against it. Um, and uh, and you know you, you then just start to wonder. Well, you know, did he did he really mean it? Did did he actually care about what he was saying? Um, that would be the most disappointing thing for him because you know we all know that he's he's a very kind hearted kind hearted person and um, he does a lot of things for other people. So you know he, he does care about people and and it's just he's just made a bad mistake and, and a real error of judgment. <clears throat> yeah, it's very very rash obviously what he's done but he's he's been fined by the club two weeks wages as you'd expect that that's go that money's going towards the, the Birmingham NHS isn't it which is which is a good thing to come up come off the back of it I know it's, it's it's a forced thing but it's actually a good thing that that money's going to something good at least it's not just going back in, into Villa's coffers I think that video message makes it look like he, he doesn't care about the NHS which which isn't true at all that that's the thing because he's because he flouted the the, the rules it makes it look like he, he's not bothered about the NHS I'm sure he is bothered about about the NHS and he believes what he was actually saying he just as you say didn't practice what he preached and he went out which unfortunately is a real key thing at the moment and, and it's dangerous to go out it is, yeah, it is done. I mean, you know, everybody's feeling it at the same time. F footballers are so used to sort of regimented routines. Um, you know, they've almost always got somebody telling them exactly what to do. Um, you know, they, they know their lifestyle, their training pretty much every day. They have the day off where they get a bit of downtime and then their weekend day off there in a hotel on a Friday night before an away game. They've got the meals laid out for them. Um, Jack Grealish, for example, has, has his food delivered to him. You know, plenty of other footballers do. Yeah. Um, it's a very regimented lifestyle, and when you when you're stuck in the house for um, you know for for a period of time, you, your mind does start begin beginning to wonder, and you and you, and you think, well, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily want to be here. Do you know what I mean? I want to get out and about. That, that's that's a, that's an. Um, that's just a you know a, a thought that every that everybody has. It's just the fact that he's obviously gone against what the rest of the country are supposed to be doing. Um, you know, and he, he, he's learning. He'll hopefully learn from his mistakes now. Yeah, I mean, the facts are that he's visited a friend's house. We believe that to be Ross McCormack's on, on Saturday night, completely disregarding the laws that are going around at the moment. And he's also crashed his car into two part vehicles and the police are looking into that incident, but we understand there won't be any criminal charges. It's just a, a catalogue of errors, isn't it, Greg, really, to use a football terminology. He's a catalogue of errors. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, pe people who are flouting these government laws ac across the country are wrong in what they're doing, and, and Jack Grealish isn't the only one. Um, you know, there, there are countless uh, incidents that, that the police are <clears throat> are witnessing up and down the country. Um, the circumstances that surround this one obviously make it look particularly worse. Um, you know, the fact that he's, he's bumped his car into a couple of parked vehicles and, and, and obviously been pictured by passers-by and, and local residents um, is, you know, just just makes it all, all the worse, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's my understanding is, is that the police were looking into it, uh, but you know we, we don't we don't believe there'll be any criminal charges. You know, a, 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 so so it's just sort of on, onwards and upwards now, and um, the club have fined him, uh, and and we'll just see what happens after that. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got to realise he's, he's, he's a distinctive character. He isn't going to get away with, with being out and these things. And obviously, he's gone out thinking that he, he's going to get away with it. But he's Jack Grealish. He's, he's arguably the most recognisable person in the in the whole of Birmingham. Everyone know, knows who he is. And there's fans of opposition sides obviously enjoying enjoying this on social media. There's Villa fans that have condemned him. There's Villa fans that are saying he he's getting to, getting too much stick now. Let it lie. Where, where do you where do you stand with all that? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for for Aston Villa and for Jack Grealish, this isn't going to go away because the situation with most newspapers and most reporters at the moment is that they haven't really got much to write about. So, you know, they're going to be focusing on this for for some time, which is which is obviously not what uh, what Aston Villa would have wanted. You know, Aston Villa will be furious about it. It's bad PR for them, um, you know, at a time when they are in the relegation zone uh, and obviously need need some you know, good publicity of, of their own. Um, th- this will be disappointing. Um, but yeah, look, you know, the, the incident is done. It, from what I from what I think, it's a it's it's a standalone incident, and it, and it's a, this isolated incident shouldn't define him as a character and a person because you know I know there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot more to him than this. Um, you know, he's a really genuinely you know nice lad. He's he's likable. He's kind hearted, um, but there's no dressing this up nicely. It's a it's a real awkward and uncomfortable situation that he's found himself in and he's got himself to blame fortunately no exactly I mean I've met him a handful of times and I've got to say he's been great with me every single time I've met him he's give, given me plenty of time he's done stuff for me charity wise as well which I'll always be grateful for so it's it's hard to come on here and, and have to criticise him I, I don't want to do it like you talk talking about him playing football you never have to criticise him do you because basically on the pitch he, he's perfect this, this, this is a new thing now for him and he's, he's in the national spotlight now and what do you think this means for England because Southgate does not like this kind of thing he doesn't really tolerate it does it no so when Gareth Southgate is picking his squad he looks at you know the, the all round the all round the all round player really it's not just playing ability he looks at character um, you know character personality leadership qualities um he would have seen that Jack Grealish has has gone through the last couple of seasons, you know, pretty much unscathed in terms of negative publicity. Um, he's been doing brilliant things on the pitch. He's been, you know, leading the way sort of off it as well. Um, and I'm led to believe that he was very close to announcing him in, you know, in 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 the last squad. So. He's done a lot of good things. Um, he's done a lot of things right, but this would just—I presume—it would just add an element of self-doubt of, of doubt into Southgate's head because he will be thinking, um, you know, can, cannot cannot trust cannot trust his player because he wants to be able to trust every single player. The only thing I would say is that other players, you know, have, have had incidents, misdemeanors, you know, and, and and they've still kept their place in the squad, you know. So yeah, I can think of a that, couple that that. That might work in his favour potentially. As I said previously, it's not going to make him a bad player. Um, it doesn't make him a bad person overnight. Um, it's just a blot in his copybook that he will hopefully have to try and find a way to erase at some point. Yeah, and it's important now that he reacts in in the right way. He keep, keeps his head down. I mean, it's difficult for him to do in Birmingham, although actually in lockdown it shouldn't be too difficult. But you know what I mean? It's how he reacts from this now. It's how he bounces back that will define him. He's got to make sure that it's it's this incident doesn't define him and that he bounces back 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I back him a hundred percent to to show what he's made of again on the pitch. I think sure. we know that he's a, you know he's a brilliant football player. He's uh, he's carried Aston Villa for a long time now, um, and without without him in the team, their position would be significantly worse. So. It, the disappointing thing for him on a personal level will be that there's no football and we don't know when football will be returning still. So, you know, he'll have to stew over this for a while now and um, there's not really anything he can do to, to make up for it until until games start coming back again. Now, we know that Jack's got a lot of very good people around him, but being a high-profile footballer, there's always there's always going to be an element of, of people wanting something from you, wanting a piece of you, people leading you down perhaps the wrong path. How important is he now that he surrounds himself with the right people? Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's very important for all footballers in general to have um, you know really, a really strong support network along around them because um, everybody's got a camera phone these days. Everybody's out to get you, um, you know. And, and if you're a player of high profile, then you, you immediately attract attention. So, you know, he he he's got good. He has got good friends, uh, good, some good close friends. He's obviously got a very good family as well. Um, it's just important now that um, you know that he, that he makes the right decisions himself and those around him you know are also there to help and support as well because that, that can be vital and very helpful yeah I've seen things on social media saying oh well if Man U wanted him they're not going to touch him now which feels a little bit far-fetched to me I'm, I'm not sure that's true but what, what do you think of that do you, do you still think the big teams are going to want him in the summer I think so yeah look but when, play, uh, for clubs that are interested in him um, you know will we'll look at this and think I wouldn't say they would think twice, but they will, you know, it will be noted. Um, but as I keep going on, as I keep saying, it's not going to change the way he is as a footballer on the pitch. And ultimately, that's what you're buying. You know, you're buying the talent and and, he, and he's a brilliant talent. Um, they will, any team that is interested in him, you know, know Manchester United are very, strong, uh, very strongly interested in him. Manchester City also. Um, they will be... They would just want to know that this is a one-off incident and that he'll be able to put this to the back of his mind, um, shake it off and, and continue to show what a good player he is and that he is also a good character as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of people obviously coming down hard on him on social media, a lot of bad press, as you'd expect. Stan Collymore was one that's actually kind of defended him a little bit, kind of on the same the same wavelength that we've gone into this podcast with, in that he's made a massive error, but it doesn't make him a bad person. But then the, the, off the back of that, Stan Collymore's now getting pelted on social media. What have you made of the coverage in general as a journalist and, and as a person? Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised anymore at, at, at the type, at the level of the coverage because as soon as a high-profile player um, makes a mistake or, or does something like this, the newspapers are all are all over are all over them, and we we do things a little bit different at the Athletic. You know, it's not we don't sensationalise things quite as much. Um, it's why I probably take took a little bit longer than um, than most other people to, to write my to write my thoughts on it I wanted to establish all the facts yeah. um, and I wanted to put a, a fair and balanced op op opinion across on it um, 
but yeah, it's there's nothing. There's, the, the, the issue is there's nothing really to talk about in terms of actual football at the moment. So every little incident or every incident is um, is picked up by everybody, and then uh, you know it's obviously everybody's got their own opinion on it. Social media goes into meltdown when something like like this happens. Uh, we all know as a country, everybody in the country knows it's a mistake, but you know to to, to constantly keep sort of hammering him, it's I just think it's. <sighs> not not necessarily unfair because he he's in the wrong, but just think you know th there's got to be a line drawn under it at some point and say well look you know this guy's made a mistake but let's move on. Yeah, I think you're making a valid point though because there's nothing else going on. I don't think there is going to be a line drawn under it. I think he's going to continue to get hammered. I mean, I won't mention him by name, but a very famous breakfast TV <laughs> presenter has been on him the, the last two days as if he's never done anything wrong in his life. And I think we all know that that, that he has, which is, I just find it strange. It's this mentality, it's different to my mentality. If someone's getting hammered for me, I never want to wade in on that. I don't, I don't want to be a part, on that, a part of that. I don't think it's fair. I can sit here and say he's done wrong because because he absolutely has but this mentality that there is of absolutely hammering people it's just it's just not for me at all and I respect the fact that you've taken so long over your piece there could have been like a a pressure for you to get something out there quickly and, and cover it and make sure you cover it and we've left this podcast a few days as well to try and get a better handle of what's going on and I just think that's the best way to be I, I don't agree with this wading in on people and trying to make his life an absolute misery it's just not for me yeah, it's, it's, it's a, unfortunately it's the way of the world at the moment, isn't it? That that seems to be the uh, the case. We've discussed this on previous podcasts, yeah. haven't we? About about other sort of um, you know other 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 issues. It's just <clears throat> it's it's just the way people are now, and, and social media gathers momentum very quickly, uh, and then people jump on the back of it. So if you're high profile now and you, and 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 you do something wrong, or you, you you're going to get you're going to get grilled for it, unfortunately, and that's just what um, you know that's what high profile players and, and stars find out now yeah as I said at the start of the podcast I mean I don't think people waiting in on him helps the biggest punishment for him is he know he knows himself he's done wrong and he knows he's let his family down and I, and I know that will, that will really really hurt him so he he knows he doesn't he doesn't need breakfast TV presenters people in papers to come in and, and absolutely hammer him he knows he's made a mistake hopefully a line could be drawn under it just just one more thing. I've seen a few Villa fans actually saying that he should be stripped to the captain, sir. What do, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, 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 at the moment, I haven't thought of it in too much detail. I don't know whether it would be the right thing to do or not. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not just uh, avoiding the question, Dan, sitting on the fence. No, no, I no. genuinely don't know whether it would be the right thing to do or not. I mean, potentially, but it, it, that, that, that's a decision down to Dean Smith. And I, I'd like to, I haven't spoken to Dean Smith. I'd, I'd like to speak to him and, and see what his thoughts are on it first um, and maybe gather just some other thoughts from, from old players and and, and maybe some of his teammates and stuff just to, just to gauge a bit more opinion because I don't really know. I mean, you know, have you got a particular thought on it? In terms of hurting him, I, I think that would absolutely hurt him. It would be a, a punishment that would, that would really upset him. I'm just I'm just trying to think of other examples of when people have, have done stuff wrong in the line. So I go back to Hugo Lloris. He made a mistake last year to do to do with drink driving, different to what to what's happened here, and he didn't get stripped of the captaincy at Spurs. So. 
footballers have, have made mistakes. More footballers will go on to make mistakes. After this, it's just the, the big thing for Jack is that it's happened when it's happened and in the circumstances that it has made it heightened and has made it a whole lot worse for him. But I'm like you. I, ultimately, it's not up to me, is it? And what I think is irrelevant. But I wouldn't want to see him lose the captaincy purely because since he's been captain, he's made such a, a good job of it. But then I do see from other people's point of view that it's, it's kind of a, a fitting punishment in some ways because it would hurt him but I don't know it's complicated isn't it it's not easy no, no one's got the answers here and we're, we're coming on a podcast trying to trying to trying to look into to what's happened and try, try and talk about it and it's a difficult subject it is difficult I mean what makes it worse as well is the fact that there are no games so I mean on, on a normal week he would be heading into sort of Saturday's game and people would be thinking right well the, the spotlight now is on him can he go and put in a, a you know, a brilliant performance and, and shake off these the, this story um, and get back to doing what he was doing best or is this story going to affect him and, 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 um, and make him perform badly and then alternatively is he going to be the guy wearing the armband but because we just don't know when football is going to return um, you know you would have thought or at least hoped by then because we think it's going to be quite some time away that this would have passed people by and and uh, you know and people would have moved on and, and the world would have, moved, would have moved on and hopefully uh, you know he would have moved on too in the club so it's, it's just a, it's just a strange scenario that we're in at the moment isn't it I mean yeah. you know we, we've all been at home for so long now looking at the same four walls <laughs> I think which driving us all a bit mad isn't it yeah I mean I think Stan Collymore who was that, that said in his piece that the, the football pitch is a, is a great redeemer you can go on there you can do something good on a football pitch you could, you could score a goal and everyone would forget about it he, he becomes a hero again but as you say that that's not going to happen and we don't we don't know when when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen again this season so it's it's a really really tough one in such such a unique set of circumstances as well I wish we were here doing, doing a podcast about something different I wish we were doing podcasts about Villa winning games I mean I wish I'd been doing that all season and I haven't been to, to be fair but you know what I mean I wish there was something positive to come on, come on here and say but instead we've got to talk about something Jack Grealish has done off the pitch instead of on the pitch and it's not a nice place to be but it, it is what it is Greg and we, we've tried to discuss it as best we can there'll be people that haven't that won't like the way we've covered it there'll be people that think our oh, fair play lads fair enough it is what it is we can, we can only talk from the heart and talk from our own opinions yeah, the, I mean, these are our opinions. Other people will have different different opinions, but that's what you know. That's what makes uh, us always be talking about football. I suppose we've had some negative podcasts, haven't we, over the months, Dan? I mean, let's hope that sure. let's hope that we can build some up in the future. I mean, you know, it was great to get Martin Larson on last week, wasn't it? And obviously, yeah, really good. Mark, Mark Bosnich the week before. So um, you know, that we do do positive podcasts. So make sure you check them out and uh, have, have a listen to those. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious, painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash 1874 and cover just the postage of £4.95. You've got to pay the poster. And as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of 1874, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's 10 free beers overall. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. 
themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. And as an independent UK company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power's in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in as well just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com slash 1874 to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, 1874 listeners get two free extra beers. Have you got any kind of kind of Villa news that you can shed any light on, give, give the Villa fans something positive to hear? I mean, no, there really isn't much going on. It, it really is a quiet period, as everybody will know. Um, the, the situation with Villa at the moment is that there is still no group training like the rest of like every other team across the country. Um, players are tr- still training from their homes or in their gardens. Uh, there are a couple of players that are, that are heading into Bodymore Heath you know, every day or every other day uh, to do a little bit of training on the grass. The, the, main, the main building at Bodymore Heath is still closed, um, so nobody can go in there and uh, and every player that does uh, t- uh, does turn up at Bodymore Heath for training will be training individually. Maybe you know with with, with a physio sort of close by looking over his um, uh, looking over his movements. So yeah, I mean the players that will be there will be maybe some of the young players, um, the injured ones that need a bit of rehabilitation, uh, and players that you know don't even have gardens <laughs> and can't train. So yeah, there are a few of them. Yeah, I was say always we spoke off uh, off air. It always seems weird that players wouldn't have a garden. Garden, but not, not everyone lives in a house. Some of some of them live in, live in apartments and live, live in the city centre and stuff. So that yeah, they need somewhere to train, don't they, to, to keep themselves ticking over. One thing I did want to ask you about the kind of it missed the general news across, across the season. I didn't know about it, and I asked you about it late last week. There was images of Yedinak coaching the coaching the youth team. I just wondered what, what you knew about that and how long that's been going on for. Yedinak being a youth coach at Villa. Yeah, I think he, I think he was doing a little bit of try, uh, a little bit of coaching with some of the youngsters last season as well. I know it was something that he always wanted to get into. Um, Matt Woozy, our uh, Crystal Palace reporter, did a really nice interview with with Melee earlier yeah, in the I season. Remember so uh, make make sure you check out that. I mean, it's well worth a well worth a read because there's, there's lots of Villa references in there and, and and some memories from his time at Villa. But yeah, he's 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 trying he's um, coaching now at, at Villa. You know, doing his badge will hope to be a manager I think at some point in the in the future as well um, and uh, yeah obviously Richard Beale recently left to, uh, for his role at the under 18s to join Solihull Moors so I understand that Yedinak has been stepping up to assist George Boateng in that He strikes me as someone who will make a good coach and manager Yednak, he's just got that bit about him, hasn't he? That you think, yeah, players respect him. He's got a nice, nice way about him. I imagine he can be quite ruthless as well. Decent man manager, done a lot in his career. He just strikes me as someone who'll be good at that kind of thing. A hundred percent. He's a brilliant uh, character. You know, the consummate professional when he was at uh, Villa. Sometimes a little bit moody when he wasn't playing, but that was just because uh, he was so desperate to play. But you know, you ask any player that that played alongside him or trained with him um, or even managed him, and they will only have positive words to say about him because he would come in, he would train hard, he would he would he would really um, ramp the intensity up in training as well. I remember some of the uh, old coaching team used to say that when they played bounce games or just 
just um, you know training games, he would be the one that would be really uh, setting the tempo and setting the mood. So he, he was a good character, a leader, um, and 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 really really pulled it out of the bag at times for Villa, didn't he? I just think look, looking back on you know the penalty that he scored in the in the um, in the playoffs and obviously some you know some some impressive performances. I think he was good against uh, Rotherham when he came off the bench, wasn't he? In the in the game that Villa won two one when they were one 0 down after Torre Mings was sent off. Um, you know, a, a good character to have around the place still. Yeah, excellent communicator. And I think Dean Smith said he's actually the best professional he's ever worked with at a stage last season. I might have completely fabricated that, but I'm sure Dean Smith said something along those lines, which tells you everything you need to know. I'm always one of those ones that likes to see old players working behind the scenes. I always think Villa are a club that, that need Villa supporters and ex-Villa personnel around. So it sits well with me that that's happened. And yet an act assisting George Boateng, that's pretty much pretty much right on the money for me. <laughs> yeah, a couple of uh, couple of old ex-midfield heroes in there. So we'll see how their coaching careers develop as the years go by. So that wraps up today's episode of 1874. Thanks ever so much for joining me, Greg. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, cheers, Dan. Hopefully more positive um, things to talk about next week. We've always got our fingers crossed for that. If you want to catch up with Greg's articles, go back over them. There's some excellent reads over the period he's been at The Athletic. If you use the code VILLAPOD, you can actually get 40% off being a subscriber to The Athletic. Podcasts available on the app as well, ad-free, so make sure you're checking that out. Go back over our old podcast, as I say. There's been some good ones over the last few weeks, if you like hearing from ex-Villa players. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Up the Villa. Mm-hmm.